Hello everyone, I'm Steve the Limey. And I'm Blake the Yank. And together, we are... The Limey and the Yank. A rock talk podcast that takes on the great debate. From the UK to the USA, who really knows how to rock? We're here to battle on who has the best artists, musicians, and of course, it's from England. Debatable. Let the battle begin. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Limey and the Yank show. This is Steve the Limey. And this is Blake the Yank. 1959. We are going back in time, like back to the future, to where it all began, that rock and roll stuff that was supposed to make you go nuts. It was a heck of a year because we were on the brink of the 1960s and nobody knew what lay ahead. But we had this interesting mix in the top 100 songs from 1959 of straight ahead rock and roll, crooner ballads, and even a little bit of folk music too. Oh, the contrast is unbelievable. But what the biggest contrast we want to share, of course, being the Limey and him being the Yank, we're going to look at both charts and we're going to compare different uh, songs and talk about the individuals who uh, were the artists of those songs, which basically invented rock and roll to what it is to today. And um, I'm going to be talking about, well, actually, to keep it going here, buddy, and it seems like I know I always get accused for taking the first pick, but we've got so many wonderful you do? Uh, artists in 1959. You've got to remember here, folks, next year, because, you know, we're, we're recording now in uh, 18. Next year is going to be 60 years, which means yeah. 60 years from the birth of rock and roll. You know, I hadn't thought about that, but yeah. you're right. 60 years ago. Yeah. yeah. So the we're going to go with the English charts. Basically, I'm going to steal a couple of uh, Americans because I know you guys have great talent too. Hey, before uh, we get going, I want to take a moment and point out that this is the idea of our listeners. Thank you. We had some folks who told us, hey, it's okay to do some of this newer stuff, but let's go back to the classic rock and roll for a little bit. So we're taking a detour. We're coming back to the older days in 19... 59. <laughs> and they did have electric. And I'm going to start bow rolling, looking at the English charts, because you got to remember, it, you didn't have the English charts back then. Music wasn't international. So there's lots of old recordings. So it's really new to a lot of Americans that never, well, I've never heard of this guy, you know, Cliff Richard, or I've never yeah, heard okay. of this guy, yeah. you know, Adam Faith. Let's hear. And you'll be amazed at the talent which you hadn't heard. And I, I mean this sincerely related on both sides of the Atlantic. So uh, Lonnie Donegan. I mean, come on, what a name, right? That's great. It almost rhymes. <laughs> Did you have a, a record collection, Yank, of Lonnie Donegan? I had a record collection, but it was just as eclectic as my taste today, and Lonnie Donegan was not in there because I didn't really know about him. Oh, it was fun. I think he started kind of the rock and roll in the streets of uh, England in the 50s with a, it was called Skittle. You don't oh, like skiffle. those skiffle? Yeah. yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah, I met, right? That, isn't that right how it started? And uh, anyway... Um, his song is uh, Tom Dooley. Do, oh, right. Do you know Tom Dooley? No, I haven't met him. Uh, he probably owes me money, though. <laughs> Tom.
interesting sound, didn't you think, Yank? The Lonnie Donegan we just heard then. I thought it was different. It's a very happy voice. Wow, you know, there's actually other Lonnie Donegans in the top 100, but man, that Tom Dooley amazes me, because on the one hand, it sounds like a, maybe a traditional Irish folk song, if I'm guessing, but on the other, it's got that nice little, uh, what is that, a samba beat? Come on now, it sounds like somebody from the hills of West Virginia doing it. You would never have guessed that that if you would have started talking like most of us, how we can sing so American and so much better than you. It's funny how we can translate. Uh, Debatable, because, you know, that's the other thing. He gets into the whole country, American country music thing. (laughs) 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 Okay, okay. And we're still going along with that. uh, But I I will also point out that Tom Dooley... Wow, he's he is a creep. He he killed his girl, and he's doomed as doomed can be. But he's singing him about him so nicely, though. Yeah, isn't he? so cheery. Hang down your head, Tom Dooley. <laughs> You're gonna freaking die. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit too happy, maybe. But it's a fun song if you're not the one that's gonna get it, right? That's right. All right, I'm moving on because it's my turn, and I know you like to take longer with your turn. Cliff Richard and the Drifters. I didn't know if it can't be the drifters. It's probably the shadows before, the, and the drifters must have seen him using drifters because I never knew. Because I'm not that old, I never knew Cliff Richard was with the drifters. Well, was it was it one of those things where you know they had the name the drifters and someone said, "Whoa, we already got a band called the Drifters. We're going to sue you guys. You got to change your name." Yeah. Did they do that? You think? I don't know. I don't know, but to our American audiences, the only. Real big hit song I can remember, and I think we talked about him before, was uh, She's Just a Devil Woman. He, oh, yeah. in 1959, he must have had at least four or five top ten hits over in England. So just to introduce all you people out there that haven't heard of uh, Old Cliff Richard, um, I'm going to play uh, Move It, just a little bit. Okay. Okay. Man, that is a straight-ahead rock and roll song. That's you know, what... you said move it, and I hadn't heard this, so I'm thinking, is this going to be some 1950s version of I like to move it, move it? <laughs> and if that's the drifters in the background, I'm going to show everybody on air what I'm made of. Thank goodness they can't see it, but there's no way. So they obviously changed the name when well, the drifters came Well, maybe the drifters went out. on a summer holiday. Well... <laughs> <laughs> okay, Yang, you're up next. What you got Thank in your you. pocket? I actually want to go back to Lonnie Donegan for a moment, not specifically in the USA. I want to point out that there was a top hit in the UK and the USA, and in the UK it was Lonnie Donegan, but in the USA it was Johnny Horton, folk rocker extraordinaire, and that song would be The Battle of New Orleans. Uh, See, every chance you get, 
You want to get the English, don't you? <laughs> I mean, there's like a come on, folks. You know out there how many songs in a Fire year, and he he's probably going to bring up another one about explain. how the Americans <laughs> kicked our asses. Yeah, I'm going to say that. Uh, okay, that's cruel. That's cruel, and I'm uh, but it's a good song. <laughs> <laughs> It's not that because I'm over here. I'm not on their side anymore. That sounds but that's what I thought was so fun. But I am an American citizen. It's on both sides of the big pond. Two different yes. performers performing the same song, and yet the song is about okay. It, it's a little bit of a propaganda tune. Let, hey, let let me play a bit of Johnny Horton's version. We fired our guns and the British kept it coming. There wasn't as many as there was a while ago. We fired once more and they began to run it well, down the Mississippi to the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, they ran through the briars and they ran through the brambles And they ran through the bushes where a rabbit couldn't go They ran so fast that the hounds couldn't catch them On down the Mississippi to the Gulf of Mexico All right, I can't believe how people can be so happy going to war. <laughs> it hurts, I tell you. And, you know, I think they killed, like... 10,000 soldiers in like a course of six hours. And you know what? The battle wasn't fair. You guys hung out in the trees like Davy Crockett and you picked us off in those red outfits in the middle of New Orleans. And I've been to that field and I've been to New Orleans. And let me tell you, folks, if you haven't been, it's a great city to visit. Lots of history, fun, all that. But I've never sweated as much in my life as I've sweated in New Orleans on the Mississippi. Whoa. And I prayed and said, thank you Lord, for not letting me have a red jacket on to fight for my countrymen. Because when you got to that big field where they had the battle, it, you couldn't even imagine. And you know you were next. You might as well have put that big bull's eye. But anyway, I thanks for the song. <laughs> You've made everybody so happy with this song. But I'm going <laughs> to... Sven the fisherman Sells for seven seas to catch the finest fish for thee Sven the fisherman Sells for seven seas to catch the finest fish for thee Sven the fisherman Hey, that's my salmon. I saw it first. No, it isn't. It's my salmon. You always want the biggest fish, you yanks. That's not true. Give it to me. Hey, hey, hey stop hey. fighting. Fight over the music, but don't fight over the salmon. There's plenty of salmon to go around. That's why I sailed the seven seas to find the finest fish for thee. It's Sven, the fisherman! This month we celebrate the salmon from my home country of Norway. It's all about family and food, and for my family, that means fish. Our favorite delicacy at home is our own homegrown fish, the Norwegian salmon. We offer smoked salmon, gravidlax, that's cured in salt and sugar and smoke, and dill and oak smoked salmon. And we even have hot smoked varieties in plain and peppercorn and Cajun flavors. It's great for your health with omega-3 from the sea. Our family recipes are easy to make and they're delicious. Seven Sea Salmon is tender and delicious packed with wonderful flavors and spices for each unique fish. Available at your local grocery store, ready to use Spend and enjoy. Convenient, simple, and the main ingredient, deliciousness. That's why I sail the seven seas to catch the finest fish for the 
sails the seven seas to catch the finest fish in the east and the fisherman. If you're looking for an in-depth, detailed, academic analysis of the past, devoid of any comedy or entertainment value presented by an educated historian with a PhD, this isn't the show for you. Hi, I'm Tawny Plattis, a professional voiceover actor who gives a very casual, very Southern Californian, and hopefully very comedic retelling of the sexy, scandalous, and salacious stories from history your teacher probably left out on my podcast, The Dirty Bits. Catch the show on tawnyvoice.com or anywhere podcasts are found. Chat soon, lovebug. And just for that one, yeah, I'm going to stab you in the back. Well, hang on. I got I got to make a little concession here. This is the thing that I find so strange about this song. Yeah, okay, so there's there's a propaganda angle to it, and at the same time, you know, it's it's a folk song from history, but I'm going, this is kind of awkward. When I was a kid, my mom gave me a 33 record of this song, and it had on the cover a whole bunch of uh, Minutemen-looking type of guys firing down the hill on a whole bunch of redcoats running the other way. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is just kind of scary. <laughs> and you must have done something really bad in your youth to end up with an English dude <laughs> and battling. I don't know. You need help. Well, that's the thing. It's so cheery. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really what happened. You used the to fire. You had those little toy so <laughs> That's why I've got to stick up for myself around here. Let me tell you. Well, I'm still on the USA because you got a couple of them. I'm going to go ahead and give you one more. And this one's a little bit more peaceful. I'm going to go ahead and point out this one because one of the fun things about 50s rock and roll is it played a lot of different kinds of music. It wasn't just the straight ahead, here comes Elvis, here comes the Beatles. There was also those lovely crooning songs that were part of that whole soft music. And I think one of my favorites from 1959 is the song Mr. Blue by the Fleetwoods. There's just something soft and, and enjoyable about it. So here you go. Mr. Blue. I'm Mr. Blue When you say you love me Then prove it by going out on the slide Proving your love isn't true Call me Mr. Blue I'm Mr. Blue I love it. It makes me melt. It's such a wonderful... I mean, you can just drift off in the dance floor with the love of your life. It's just one of those songs you want to play at the end of the evening. Great yeah. choice. Now you've redeemed yourself. I like that, buddy. That's wonderful. <laughs> Still, you know, Lonnie Donegan was all for the Battle of New Orleans, too. So oh, give me yeah. give me a break. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Hey, and let's not forget the rock and roll ladies, which are all over the place. And can't, oh, is, she's American. Is that okay? Connie Francis. Go I couldn't find it. any sure. English rock and roll because you yeah, only she was on remember you only let most of us in the sixties. You let us in. A lot of the talent, like I'm saying, on both sides didn't get in till the sixties anyway. You know, but, you, uh, you made a good point when you were talking about that about how rock and roll centered in America and therefore it was all about the American charts. But on the other hand, I think part of the reason we're looking at 1959 and we're seeing American songs by British artists is because they're going, hey. 
we want some more of that rock and roll too. Let's do a little of yours and a little of ours. And I think that's really cool. Oh, me too. And, you know, Connie Francis, what, what I'd like to play on her behalf, and it's, it's kind of funny because it's almost 60 years ago and it must have been a little bit naughty but nice. Uh, lipstick on your collar. Lipstick on your collar. I haven't heard this one. Let's give it a listen. Can we give it a little whirl? Yeah. Awesome. Here we go. Awesome. You got oh lip- my gosh, if you, you got lipstick on your collar. <laughs> if I went home, I'd have all kinds of lipstick on my collar being a hairstylist. Oh Players, boy. <laughs> they, they, they love to kiss you all the time. Not on the lips, that well, I push them away. On the collar, apparently. On the collar, so you better watch it. But now, guys, we don't have to- most guys probably did wear collars for work. Well, I don't typically wear lipstick. And I'm not talking not about the ones with the studs in it now. I'm talking no, about no, the... No. Well, why not? What's wrong with those? <laughs> well, I don't really wear lipstick, so I'm trying to figure this one out. Maybe somebody can help explain to me how it is that one's think... mouth ends up on one's shirt color. Yeah. It almost sounds like, I'm going to give you a kiss, big boy. Oh, I missed. Damn. <laughs> Suddenly nosedived into the side of the shirt. Kabam. You don't have to worry about collars anymore. Oh, you that collar looks sure... crunchy. I think I'll take a quick... Oh, it tastes like cloth. Never mind. Uh, oh, I got lipstick all over your collar. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I love it, though, because, you know, she's at the record hop, and he says, I'm going for a soda pop, and the next thing you know, she's like, you were gone. But there is a story to it, and I love it when you've got songs with stories on it. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Connie. That was wonderful nostalgia, I think. Yes. Um, I'm going back to the English charts again because it's my turn, especially after you took two in a row. Well, That's yeah, why I, I had to get it. And I stole it. one of yours, so that makes us even. Um, even? At Look, this is all about even. You get, you don't get any more songs than I do, and I get just as many as you. And what you have, I take. Are you trying to say it should be even, Stephen? <laughs> all right. <laughs> all I gotta say is, what do you want if you don't want money? What do you want if you don't want dough? I say what you want. Adam Faith. A little Adam bit Faith. for all those people out there that haven't heard of a great fantastic, legendary rocker, Adam Faith, actor, had his own successful series, loved by England and many of the European. So, oh, wow. But have a listen to this, see what he, can we play a little bit? Yeah, what's the formal name of the song? I think it's What Do You Want? All what? right, let's give it a listen. Adam Faith, What Do You Want If You Don't Want Money? What do you want if you don't want gold? Say what you want and I'll give it your time. Wish you wanted my love, baby. Well, I'm offering you this heart of mine, but all you do is play cool. What do you want, oh boy, you make it a fool of me? One of these days when you leave my kiss, one of these days when you want... So 
So what do you think, buddy? I love that. That is awesome. And you know what I love about that? I just talked about Mr. Blue and the croony stuff, and I talked. We we did the straight ahead rock and roll, but this falls somewhere in the middle, and those were fun too. Those songs that are. They're a little bit upbeat, but he's also singing pretty melodically. It's kind of cool. Oh, and the orchestra and the just the production with oh, the, yeah. the symphony and the change of tempo. The strings and, and the... It was lovely. Oh, and, to almost change the total song into a completely different tempo and have it hook up together, but wonderfully done. It's moving in the direction of that whole Phil Spector wall of sound thing where you've got kind of this echo chamber kind of effect where it's just the orchestra is, I wouldn't call it booming, but it's like filling the space. It's kind of cool. It I makes think it really you're probably right. It probably voice. that was the initial start of the wall of sound which brought up and developed into that. And but his after singing, got, I mean, I'm sorry, his singing, I needed to say that in an actual English accent. Yeah. So did, did I bet when they interviewed him, did he have like a really thick accent? Yeah, he did. Actually, that's pretty good, mate. He did. Uh, he's from London, and he played. I think it's Cockney, but around those parts. And he wasn't scared of singing in his accent. And but you know, if you're truthful in your singing and it comes out and you mean it, let's face it, it doesn't matter what accent it is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? People no. know. People know just when it comes out if you mean it or not. And I'll tell you something funny on a side note. I do voiceover, and sometimes when I run across people that are looking to get into voiceover, they'll say something like, oh, I just, I'm not sure because I have an accent. Would that work? And I got to tell you, the thing about accents, people who have a particular way they speak, it's not an accent where you're from. It's your speaking. It's your normal voice. And you should never get hung up about that because everybody else finds that fascinating. People love that kind of stuff. You Wherever know why? From, because it's, excuse me, it's a real voice. You're being a real person yes. and you're talking how you really should be talking individually. You've got it. But I tell you, I don't know if you have this gift. Maybe it's just English dudes. And that. But if you've never talked to a, a young lady before and you talk to her on the phone, 99.9% .9 of the time when you've talked to them, when you meet them in real, real life, they're good looking. <laughs> I don't know what it is. When you talk to somebody that's kind of talking ugly and doesn't sound that attractive, not that I'm being shallow hell or anything, most of the time your perception is right. Is that the power inside of a voice, whether it's Walter Cron Cronkite, is it? Yeah. Cronkite. Cronkite. Or, you know what I'm saying? Is that the power of the the voice but you know i think it is and singing is the same way you know we've got people like mud wood who want to sound like elvis and that's okay if you've got the crooner voice go for it and you but mean on it. the other hand be yourself and you're going to sound like you know lonnie donegan or connie francis or or yeah. adam adam Faith. Yeah. yeah the naturalist just like when you converse with people as we converse with you know into the public and hopefully get uh, all the feedback and give everybody exactly what they want and what's enjoyable to them and what entertains them. And saying that from the heart and meaning it is a lot different than a, I don't want to say untruthful DJ voice, which you know. No, it's folk, like a, a persona, you know, something a you're persona, putting on. A persona, exactly. And you know what? It's funny you should say that because this is the opposite of glam you're getting to. Glam was all about adopting a persona and being a particular image that's not you and, and just kind of reveling in it. This is more straight ahead, sincere. I'm going to sing and mm -hmm. uh, I hope you like it. 
<laughs> yeah, but like they have shows like The Voice and stuff. The persona and how you dress and your character can mean everything. But if it's not in that song, it's not going to be a hit. It's got to be in that song. People may not yeah. like the way you look. People may not like the way you, you've changed it. But if, the, if you got the song, you got everything. That's cool. That's what like Frankie it. Valley said about um, Greece. He said, you know, I think he was offered a part or do you want the song? He said, it's all about the song, man. I and that, you song. know, that's that's a great example because we talked about that in the falsetto episode where Frankie Valley was known for his high pitch. Then he knocks Greece out of the park. It's all over the charts. And <laughs> yeah. It's not him doing high voices. That's right. That's but cool. he, he had the right voice for that song for the time. And it it's a massive hit. Hey, speaking of voices, is it my turn? Is oh, it yeah. my turn? I guess. Go ahead. I want to give you us. You can come back now. I want some more energy. They're in the bathroom. I want some more fun. Uh, yeah, no you... more battles, okay? Yeah, no more, no more terrifying, bloody battles. <laughs> or else I'll revamp. Go ahead. <laughs> no, what, what I want to do is uh, I want to give you a straight-ahead rock and roller that a lot of people are going to know, and it's just fun. This is a fun one. I want to share with you the coasters, Charlie Brown. I smell smoke in the auditorium. Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown. He's a clown. Everybody always picking on me. That's him on his knees. I know that's him yelling seven comma eleven down in the void. He's a clown, that Charlie Brown. I love that song. That should be played at all parties. How can you not get up and act like an idiot? It's that sax that goes bonkers. Charlie the Brown. And then that random, let's all stop the music and why is everybody always picking on me? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you look at that production and then you look at something like Adam Faith and you can see the the difference is unbelievable. And yet at the same time, I'm not going to get real deep on you with this. <laughs> Rock and roll was about fun and a good time. And in the early days, it didn't get super deep. It's not like you're going, well, how interesting. Every chorus has a mid-chorus existential crisis. <laughs> hey but let's not re let's remember it wasn't all about rock and roll in the charts in 1959 like they say they had all types of different music as you know and i'm gonna steal another one which i love well it's the, still my the, turn i still got two remember we're doing two and two i told you i'm gonna do a fast one and i'm gonna do a slow oh one. go ahead i'm sorry that's okay. I'm going to do the Casey Kasem thing. All right. It's time to wind <laughs> things down with a long-distance dedication. He, this now, one's not talk dedicated about a, to anybody because I'm not Casey Kasem. He was a legend, one of his own, too. God he was, bless him. But I, wanted to, I wanted to share with you this soft ballady song by Sammy Turner. It's called Lavender Blue Dilly Dilly. I don't know if I heard that. Can I hear that one? Yeah, let's play a bit. Here we go. Oh, 
Great choice, buddy. Another Cloud Nine hit. You know what I love you about like that? You like those sending songs that just make you float and melt. There's so much love in that song that it almost sounds like a lullaby to his one true love. It's so soft. Oh, it's like irreplaceable take and the simplicity of it. I think probably they only had a few instruments and, yeah, you know, it was a, a drum, a heart. I mean, and if he would have put more into it, I think it would have took away from the vocals. Yeah, I agree. That's that's one of the things I loved about this song. Is it's, oh. it's kind of minimalist the way it's put together, but it's very beautiful. Magnificent. Hey, wait a minute, though. This kind of counts as a UK thing because he's talking about being a king and having a king. <laughs> so he's not constitutional democracy. All right, you're not going to go that. off to war again, are you? <laughs> no, no war. Peace. Hey, kids, time to go for now. We are all about the listeners and what you want. And we know what you want. British music. Because we are the best. Don't listen to that mad mank. We invented rock. We make it all better. Please join us next time for more exciting music, trivia and fun on The Limey and the Yank Podcast. Podcast.